Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the AHA Moments Radio Show for the inspiration, education, and celebration of enlightened living worldwide with your host, Mariana Cooper, founder of AHA Moments International and ahamomentsworld.com. Tune in for the next hour and learn to trust your AHA Moments to lead the way to live a passionate and purposeful life. And now here's your host, Mari. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the AHA Moments Radio Show for the inspiration, education, and celebration of enlightened living worldwide. I'm Mari, and happy Tuesday. Welcome back. I'm very excited about today's show because it is a topic that is near and dear to my heart. It's actually my favorite topic of all uh, to talk about, and that's getting your work out to the world. So the title of this show is Let's Get Your Work Out to the World. I've been hearing a lot about all of my stuff and the books and the TV and all the different things coming up. But we need to turn the tables and start to get you guys, if you're not already going at it, to get your stuff out to the world. So I wanted to devote today and actually the month of March is our Get Your Work Out to the World month. Um, I have a new class that's going to be starting and we are going to be focusing all on you identifying that passion, that purpose that is worthy of making a living for you. So... Um, you'll have we're going to talk about the difference between a passion um, and even a purpose that is meant for you to do for personal enrichment and personal joy, and the type of passion and purpose that's meant for you to share with the world and actually get paid for it. Because people get confused, and that's why they get disappointed um, in, in certain ways with this with this stuff. So this is one of the harder topics, most asked about topics. Of all, for sure. What's my passion? What's my purpose? How do I find it? I can't. I'm stuck and all that kind of stuff. And then it says certainly plenty of folks who have figured out what they're passionate about, but they don't know how to get it off the ground or how to get it to the finish line so that they can rely on it and lean into it. So uh, we're going to talk all about that today. Um, the, I'm going to give you a call-in number because I see a lot of you on the on the lines already. Um, if you want to ask me a question later in the show, it's 347-215-9485. And after we both are going to be taking a call. So 347-215-9485. And if you want to call in and get in the queue because we have a lot of people on the lines tonight. Uh, so we'll see how many we can we can get to. But you want to make sure you register with them and call in right away if you'd like to get a question answered. We'll get to that in a little bit. Um, if you are really desperate for spring, it's on its way, clearly, and I'm excited to see March. March is always a good month to start to get things revved up for the spring, fresh starts, new beginnings, and our daylight savings time starts, um, at least in the U.S. and most states, except for, I think, Arizona, um, and I'm not sure Hawaii, <laughs> you know. You guys know who don't have who you are who don't have daylight savings time, but it does start March eighth, so that's just five days away. Can you believe? I can't wait. That means I go to the beach and it'll be seven o'clock at night. Now it will light out. I'm very excited about that. Of course, we have spring charging in as towards the end of the month. So all of you guys out there who are gasping for some warm air, I know I've heard some really crazy stories of things back east 
um, roofs caving in and pipes freezing. That actually happened to my mom. Her pipes froze. And, uh, you know, crazy, record-breaking cold. So hang in there. It's going to get better. Just give it a few more weeks and we'll be on your way. Uh, we are charging also down to a full moon in the next couple of days. So you want to get your crystals out, put them out in the moonlight, and uh, start charging any kind of magical tools that you have with the moonlight. And you get into the three-day window before and three-day after to grab that full moon energy. And they should be feeling pretty good right now. You know, good good trends, good surges forward with, with money, relationships, and all that kind of good stuff. So uh, good time of year. So let's go ahead and get started with um, our, our topic for tonight. And then after the break, we'll, we'll get started with some, some meeting. The, I'll tell you, I how I got myself sort of into this. I was always, I was blessed because as a child, I kind of, I always say I got to punch kiss my passion <laughs> pretty early in time. And that was, I started, you know, dancing when I was two, uh, taking dance lessons, and I started riding. I think the first time I got on a horse was when I was six, and then the first lesson I had was when I was 11 or 12. And by the time I was 13, I was leading horses. And by the time I was 14, I was showing, and, you know, and, and so it goes. And so I was lucky because I was exposed very early to those two things, and those two things are by far my biggest passion. Um, it's interesting because both of those things I never wanted to do for a living because they were so important to me and I was so inspired by them that I never wanted to put the pressure on them to have to make me money. However, um, so I'm going to leave that point. That's, that's point number one. Point number two is that um, with all of that, when I had to go away to school, when I, you know, got finished out of high school and I had to go to college, um, I wasn't dancing and I had to give up my horses. And you know, they had to give up the riding because I had to go away to school. And I was, that was one year where I didn't do either thing, and I was absolutely devastated, just miserable. So while I was away at school, the second year I leased the horse and I started riding again, and I did, you know, and it kept going. And um, and then when I got, and then I transferred back home after, you know, my second year of school, I transferred back to Long Island because I, I really, really, really didn't like being in North Carolina. And, um, and then I bought my horse when I was 19, and I had him up until about five years ago. So he was 36 and he, <laughs> when he died. So, um, yeah, he was he was an amazing horse. And so, I, you know, he went through all my life stages with me. Because I had that passion all the way through my life, I never was one of those people who had no idea what they loved. I was living also, because I was going, you know, to the barn every day, I was noticing something, and what I was noticing was that I was there in the late afternoon or sometimes early afternoon, um, middle of the day or whatever, after school or when I had finished school, you know, I was, you know, on a college schedule. I was there, you know, during the day because I could make my own hours. And there were several parents of kids who were there during the day too. And my parents were working. They were, dad worked in the World Trade Center. My mom was a therapist, but she had a private practice, and she also worked at a clinic, and they were working. So I hadn't been exposed to people who could be doing a, what you would consider to be a hobby in the middle of the day. Kid had a horse. You know, <laughs> each kid had a horse. They were boarding up in the barn and smoking in the green house, and some of them had three or four kids. 
and they had three or four horses. And the mother had a horse. The father had a horse. I mean, there was people with whole herds of horses there. And I I couldn't understand what, what is it that these people are doing that gives them all this time, and then what is it, you know, and then how, how are they doing this? And then my parents are working, you know, and they, they don't even see the light of day. They're leaving in the dark. They're coming home in the dark. And I started to ask questions of those folks, and they started, they taught me literally at the barn what entrepreneurship was. And my one friend lived, uh, she was a freelance artist with uh, Glamour Magazine. Her husband worked for Children's Television Workshop. He worked on Sesame Street and Electric Company and all those wonderful shows. And he was amazing. They're both amazing people, amazing people. And they had two horses, and they had two kids, and they had five cats. They would, you know, come out to the barn. They lived in Manhattan. <laughs> on the Upper East Side, on the Lower East Side. And it was like, really? Like, how how do you do this? They commute every day, you know, an hour each way to Manhattan, and then they would take the whole summer off to go to Cape Cod. I said, so I was living it. I, they would invite me to Cape Cod. I was, you know, I went to country clubs. I went to all these places with these different people, and I was exposed to it. I was exposed to it not just from a book or from watching reality TV, which didn't exist yet. I was living it. I was, I knew the existed. And they taught me. They said, well, we're entrepreneurs. And well, what's that? I said, well, we work for ourselves. Oh, how do you do that? And then they taught me about freelancing, and they taught me about how to create a business. And then there was another guy there. He's the one who's, you know, four kids, four horses kind of people. And they, he was a, owned several furniture stores. And then there was somebody else who owned car dealerships. And there was somebody else who owned franchise, McDonald's franchises and all these different things. And I realized very early on in my teens, my teens and my 20s, that, you know, you didn't have to strap yourself down to a day job and be miserable and give up your passion for to make a living. Now, this is unprecedented. I mean, it was unprecedented, and I, I knew. And no matter what my parents tried to tell me about, okay, give up on that little hobby now. It's time for you to get serious and be an adult and be in real life. I never, never would buy into that. And so I went on a quest to figure out how do you make money, be passionate about what you do and be able to, you know, have, take care of yourself but also have the free time to, to do this. So I went on this long quest, that's now 20 years quest, <laughs> to sort all this out. Uh, my career took an interesting turn and I ended up uh, in corporate America and I went to, um, I was a, uh, I started off because I had a degree in psychology and a, a master's in business uh, in marketing at the MBA. I started off at AT&T in a student resource, and I was in the career management department, and I actually, you know, was a career management specialist. So I helped people make career changes, sort out their career path through the company, but when we started having these big downsizing, I took over a class called the Career Management Workshop. I kind of changed the class. I didn't tell anybody. I just started teaching class differently, and I went off completely off the curriculum, and I started to teach what I was learning from the books I was reading about, you know, how to get out of corporate America because I hated being in corporate America. And so, um, long story short, I learned how to combine energy and visioning and all that kind of stuff with, you know, resume writing and and finding your passion and, and, and literally sorting out how to make money from your passion and building business from your passion. And so I started to teach this career management workshop totally on you know, my new learner. And I changed the name of the career management workshop to Taking Your Quantum Leap, There Is Life After Corporate America. 
And I would tell the people in the class that's the name that in the class. And uh, eventually, one of the directors heard about it. They're like, what's happening? I had a waiting list of 100 people for two years to get into my classes. Uh, they started to fly me all over the country because they, they kept raising views about these classes. You could get standing ovations at the end of the classes because I was like this, you know, I was kind of like the Harriet Tubman of, of the corporate world. I was like, you can get out of here and double your salary. Do not, don't, you know, don't, don't worry about being laid off. Take the severance and run, you know. And I talked to people. I had a lot of people going out and doubling their salaries and changing careers and starting businesses and all this. And, and then eventually I, I left that. Because I felt like, well, I'm helping all these people get across the bank, you know, the riverbank for their passions, but I'm not doing what I'm passionate about. So I moved over to marketing and then, you know, ultimately, you know, left corporate altogether and started my business. And here we are. So that was the happy side of it. The unhappy side was while I was going through all this, my fiance passed away. And I was devastated, of course, you know, late 20s, you know, the world is your oyster. We were going to build our empire and be this power couple, and he, he died. And I remember standing at the cemetery overlooking the fields and of all the headstones and saying, my God, this is the richest place in the world. How many people have gone to their graves with their dreams intact? Inventions have we missed out on? How much poetry have we missed out on? How much talent is here laying rest without ever, it ever seeing the light of day? And I, it hit me. You know, so I went down kind of the becoming intuitive and medium path for a while, but I never lost that longing and that drive to help people to get their work out to the world. I started working with filmmakers. I was an executive producer of some indie films. I, you know, did a lot of television and radio and print and advertising and all kinds of different things. And but and sponsorships and promotions and events. I did thousands of events as well. And I started to see this integration of helping entrepreneurs to get their work out to the world and including their intuitive capacities because one really doesn't work without the other. So I wanted to bring this to your attention today because as I've been contemplating aha moments and where I want to go with this company and kind of this whole community, I realized, you know, I have to keep things excited and I, and I don't want to be burnt out. And I decided, you know, it's time for us to really focus on all of you digging in. And, and instead of sitting and just listening to me, which I know a lot of you do, and you get inspired for a few minutes and then you go on about your mucky muck day, I want you to start to dig into your own life and start to take, act, take action in your own life and grab onto some of these ideas that you have and let them see the light of day. And there is a process for that. And of course, there is the mechanics of how to start a business and how to do an internet business and how to do a cottage business and how to buy a franchise and there's all the ways different ways to write resumes to get you know a, a job that you're passionate about so those mechanics we can get to at another time the part that's not as known to people is the energetic part of it how do you you know the swirl of energy that you really need to have in order for whatever your idea is to actually work. And the first portion of that is your point of inspiration, is how do you know that this is the direction you should take? How do you know what your passion is? How do you know what your purpose is? 
you know, and if you have one purpose, I personally don't feel that you have one purpose. I personally feel that we all have multiple purposes and that we should have maybe one focus for a particular period of time and then we move on. And where does that focus come from? You're going to be surprised at what I tell you. Does it come from, you know, on high? Does it, you know, where does it come from? And it actually comes from each other. So here's how it works. We're all these big balls of energy. You've heard me say this on many, many, many shows. And if you're taking my classes and all of my classes, we're all big, giant balls of energy, each of us. And then a portion of that big, giant ball of energy decides to take on a physical incarnation into a vessel, into a body, and, you know, like the size of a thimble. And think of the big ball of energy like the planet Earth, okay? The size of the Earth. And then the body is a thimble of energy. So you have the big, huge planet Earth ball of energy that's helping that little portion of itself that's in the symbol navigate through a physical lifetime. And so that's why we have, we call it our higher self, our greater self, our intimate self, because those balls of energy that we are all interconnected with each other. The language that we use to speak with that bigger version of ourselves is called intuition. It's the pendulum that swings back and forth between our inner, you know, and between the part of us that's incarnate, that's in the body, and the part of us that's not. That's the energetic part of it. That language swings back and forth. When you have a desire, you send that desire in a little basket, it swings out into the energy of your higher self, and then that higher self picks the message up and says, she needs a new job. Okay, cool. We're going to go find her a new job. And then what happens? What do you think happens when your higher self receives that message, she needs a new job. Well, what it does is it connects with all the other higher selves out there on what we call the energetic grid. So all of these balls of light that we all are, all the millions of us, trillions of us, however many billions of us out there, are interconnected on the grid. And your higher self goes on a worldwide search to help you to find that new job. Okay, and what it does is it impregnates you on the minds of the people who could use your services because that boss who needs a new, you know, uh, secretary says, gosh, I really need somebody who can get in here and make this office run. I can't do this anymore. I'm exhausted. I don't know what to do about it. They're setting an intention. Guess what they just did? They just loaded up their basket and sent it out into the energy. Gosh, I wish I had a secretary to get things done here. Boom. That goes boom, in the basket out to the energy. So now on the energetic grid, from his ball of energy, a request from your ball of energy is a desire for a new job. And then, you know, he's talking to his friend at the country club. His friend at the country club happens to be friends with you. And you just, you know, put your kids back to school and you need a, a job as an administrative assistant or a secretary and they get to talking and then boom, there it is. There's a connection made. All of that happened in the energy because there was an intention. Okay, right? So there was an intention. That was an inspiration. Inspiration from you to get a new job. Inspiration from him he needed, you know, a, a service. So, okay. Look at the word inspiration, in spirit, and shun. Shun is the action, 
spirit, the self-explanatory, and in, within. Okay, so it's coming from spirit, that inspiration. This also goes for when you uh, have a need otherwise. So, like, for instance, you go into your pocketbook, pocketbook is met, and you decide, oh, you know, I'm going to... I need I need a pocketbook organizer. I can't. I need something that's gonna. I wish I had something. I wish I had something. Well, guess how many other women around, let's say, U.S. are thinking the same thing? I need something to organize this pocketbook. There's millions of them. Well, people who are really really good at organizing don't have that problem, but they have friends who have that problem. And so now there's, let's say, a thousand people that in one given day said, gosh, I wish I could organize my pocketbook. This is crazy. The pocketbook's too heavy. I can't find anything. I lost my keys. I'm late for work. I lost my keys. So every time you have a need like that, without even knowing it, you put it out onto the consciousness of the energetic grid with your thought, with your need, with your desire. It goes right out of your physicality into the energy. So now there are a thousand requests on the energetic grid for a pocketbook organizer. So guess what happens? The gal who's super organized, let's say there's 30 of them, super organized. I have a friend who's a professional organizer. She, she's like she's like a Gustavo. Like, I can't even listen to her because she gives me the creep. She's so organized and I tell her and she yells at me. But I, I honestly, I can't. It's too much organization. She's phenomenal at it. She gets paid a lot of money to do it. Well, she comes up with an idea for a pocketbook organizer. She doesn't know where she got it from. She had a dream about one. Or she got a vision about one. Snap, a flash. And then she gets on the TV and she says sees that somebody's complaining about their pocketbook being too heavy. And then she's watching a movie and the pocketbook's too heavy and they're too a mess. Or then she sees her mother and she dumps out her pocket. She can't find anything. And she and she's getting keeps getting these hits. She's doing a pocketbook organizing. Well, meanwhile, there's Thirty other women out there getting the same hit. I said, you know, I had this idea. They haven't caught. Oh, I had this idea about a pocketbook organizer. Oh, you should do it. Uh, yeah, I don't know. So they ignore that. They ignore the call. But guess where the call is coming from? They think it's their own idea, but it's not their own idea. It's coming from all of us who, in our consciousness, are saying, "I really need X, Y, Z." So then someone named Jen Groover decides to come up with a pocketbook organizer. And she actually takes the next step and says, how can I do this? So now she takes it into action. I have this inspiration. I don't know where it's coming from. It makes sense for my business, though. Um, you know what? I think I'm going to organize. I wonder if I could do this. And she takes an ice tray and she puts it in her pocketbook and she figures out, huh, what if I took this and made this into a prototype and then, you know, blah, 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 blah. And then next thing you know, there she is on QVC you know, fast forward, and she becomes a multimillionaire because she created this pocket to organize it based on an inspiration she had. Now, some people say, oh, you're a genius to come up with this idea. Well, that's all well and good in the monkey black and white world. But in our energetic world, it has nothing to do with her. It has to do with all of us who put it out onto the grid that we had a need. And then when she actually steps into it, she makes millions of dollars. Is it because she's lucky? No. It's because she listened. It's because she listened and she took action. And she also did something which is really important, and that is to finish. She actually finished something. So she got the reward. She got the reward because she made a contribution. She made a contribution to millions of women who could not get their life together, who have low self-esteem because their pocketbook is a mess, and she 
created a solution to a problem that a million women had, and she took action, and it brought it to fruition. Now, when you're thinking about getting your own work out to the world, I want you to understand something. You, what you want to do, or what you're thinking of, is not just for your own personal pleasure or your own personal accolades or success story. You are answering a call, not from calling from the big man upstairs, but from a, a call from each other, from people who need what you have. I don't care if you want to be a therapist, you want to be a daycare center owner, you want to be a pet sitter, you want to be an animal communicator, you want to be a Reiki therapist, you want to be a teacher, you want to be an accountant, whatever that is, you are answering the consciousness if it's coming from a point of inspiration. Now, if you say, well, I see in the statistics that, you know, there's a need for, you know, uh, medical technicians, and you have nothing to do with medical, you don't feel any inspiration around it at all, you're just going off of statistics, is it going to work for you? Probably not, because you don't have the surge of energy. But if you keep getting this recurring sense that you need to write a book on how to do internet dating, and you keep hearing stories from your friends and your friends keep coming to you and for advice because somehow or another you have been successful and married someone from Match.com. And you keep answering advice and you keep getting this, I should do a book like this. I should do a book like this. And they're like, yeah, or your friends start telling you, you should do a book about this. You're so good at this. Trust me when I tell you, if you have two, one or two people coming to you, there's probably thousands of people who aren't coming to you but who do have the same need. So this is really important for you to pay attention to. The world needs you, and they need what you have, okay? They need what you have. So if you have this burning thing and you're ignoring it because you're scared you're going to be a failure and you're scared there won't be any clients for it and you're scared that you'll never have enough money to get it done and you know, blah, 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 you're not just saying no to yourself. All your clients are already lined up. Because they're the ones who put the request out on the grid in the first place. So by the time you get that request, you got a whole bunch of people waiting for that solution. Okay? And then, you know, later down the process, yeah, you'll get to the marketing of it, how to let those people know that, yeah, yeah, ding, 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 I finished, and here it is. And when it's really a divinely guided thing, and you do this the way I tell you to, <laughs> It's not like my privacy, but I say to my privacy, well, you do what I say. Um, you, you, add, and you add the energy. You always take the energetic component of every single thing you're doing into consideration, everything from what you eat to what you wear to who you talk to to what you create. And you start to incorporate the energetic aspect of it, magic happens. Anything is possible. You will be put in the right place at the right time. You will meet the right people. You'll attract the resources and the money. When I am on a uh, when I when I was working on my book, I tell you what, I, I <laughs> writing books is not my. I, I, I'm good at it. I'm definitely good at writing. There's no question. But is it something I love to sit down and write for hours and hours and hours? Oh God, no! It's not it's not my thing. Um, but was the book needed? Yeah, it. The book got sold in 24 hours. The proposal, I got an agent in 10 minutes. That doesn't happen. That's not normal. I got an agent in, with my book proposal in 10 minutes. She signed me in 10 minutes. Of talking to me. 
The book, so, you know, we got our first offer on the book. We had four offers on the book. We got the first one in 24 hours. You know, so it, it came back and it needed no editing. She said that the publisher said, we're not going to, we don't need you to do any edits. We're moving forward. What? That doesn't happen for a first-time author. Why is that? Because the book is needed. Those guys just needed my physical body. They just picked me out <laughs> to write their book. And they're running with it. I, I, I just pulled my hands up. I was like, okay, they're going to promote me, for, start promoting the book after September, is what they told me. Two weeks ago, they called me up. We need you to go to Colorado for a TV show. What, what are you talking about? Yeah, we got, they, they want you on the TV show. But I thought we weren't doing press until the book comes out. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. They want you on the show. Let's go send you to the show. So they fly me to do the show. Okay. The whole book thing is taking on a life of its own. Why? Because there's millions of people out there who clearly need the information that I channeled in that book. And they're pulling it forward. That's nothing to do with me. I'm just, you know, writer for hire for the universe. So when you detach your ego and all of your own personal limitations and all your doubts and fears from your projects that really make your heart sing or that, you know, you're feeling people are amped up about that you're scared of, when you detach all that stuff from it, the baggage from it, and you focus on that driving force that keeps saying, write that thing, get that thing, create that thing, do that thing, and you do it, the wave will come and smash it out of your hands and whoosh, run with it. It's just what happens. And if you're beating your head against the wall and you're trying to force something because somebody else told you you should be a doctor and you should be a doctor because your family is a family doctor and it's not working, it's because that's not where the need is for you. Okay? So very, very important. Um, I see we're, we're getting on time, close on time, so we're going to have to take a break in a few seconds. But I wanted to give you um, an announcement to about this new class that I'm doing called Let's Get Your Workouts in the World. We're going to start in two weeks on March 18th. And um, the you can get to the page to learn all about it at ahamomentworld.com forward slash let's get your work out. Okay, and it's all one word. Let's L-E-T-S-G-E-T Y-O-U-R work W-O-R-K out O-U-T. And it's a four-week class and it's going to focus on finding that passion and all the things we talked about, both the energy and the action plan. By the end, you'll have an action plan for getting your work out to the world, whether it's from scratch or you're already in something and you needed that jump start, that kick start, you'll learn all about that. And we have a, um, a early first, uh, promotion where you save $50 off, off of the class you register before Friday. You can go to that site and you can read all about that. I'm not going to take time here because we're going to go hit a break. When we come back from the break, we're going to go into our reading. So hopefully we'll get some questions about this stuff because I'd really like to talk about this stuff. And, of course, yes, we can ask your questions about, you know, other things. But I'd really like to get the questions about our topic for tonight because I think it's super important. And can you imagine what would happen if everybody heeded the call when they got those inspirations? The one other point I forgot to make is that those 30 people who got the inspiration won actually ran with it, brought it to fruition. She became a multimillionaire. And guess what those other 30 people did? When the infomercial came up for that thing on the TV, they were all watching it and saying, God, I thought of that. I wish I had done that. How many times has that happened? To you. 
you hear somebody, you'll go in the bookstore, you see a book, and say, oh, my gosh, I had thought of that title. Well, guess what? The universe attacked you on the shoulder when that surge of people who needed the information had shown up asking for it, and you were one of the people that could deliver, and they tapped you, and you got caught in the spin of, I can't, I don't know how, I won't, I don't have enough money, I can't, I'm stuck with the kid, the baby, the heaven, blah, 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 and it didn't happen. So the girl over there who wrote the book, in Barnes & Noble, she's making her money. The guy over there who didn't write the book or do the invention or whatever, he's watching on QVC. Okay? So they're going to always tap many people. And then usually, you know, one person runs with it. I want to see everybody in this community be the runners. I want to see all of you. Anybody who's in our worldwide community, we're in 95 countries, okay? There's tens of thousands of you. Any of you, I want every single person in this community to get their work out to the world, okay? So with that, if you'd like to call in to ask a question, the number is uh, 347-215-9485. 347-215-9485. I'm Mark. You're listening to the Aha Moments Radio Show, and we'll be right back. Back in time to the very beginning, before life as we know it existed. Stones have been on this earth since before the inception of man. They are keepers of ancient wisdom and messages. Tap into the profound wisdom of stones and let your journey begin at the Rock Girl Sacred Stone School. Let the Rock Girl take you back to those ancient days to learn firsthand the language and the secrets of stones. The Rock Girl will teach you how to develop your very own technique of communicating with them, allowing you to embark on your own path of self-discovery. Courses include Reiki, psychic development, chakra balancing and auric cleansing, hands-on healing, and more. Visit sacredstoneschool.com for classes and workshops taught exclusively by The Rock Girl of therockgirl.com. Are you at a crossroads in your life? Facing big decisions about your life purpose, business, relationships, or other major issues? Are you wondering why you may be delayed in getting what you want? Or if you have special guides, who are helping you? Then investing in a private intuitive reading with Mari is just what you need. As a third generation spiritual intuitive, Mari has worked with thousands of clients over the past 18 years. During your private session, you will learn who your guides are. Receive insight on the core issues that need attention and get new perspective, clarity, and inspiration on what to do next. To register, go to www.ahamomentsinc.com and click on the Work with Mari tab to get all of the details. There are a limited number of spots each month, so go to www.ahamomentsinc.com for yours now. Living the life you are really meant to live? 
Soul Lifetimes magazine is your online source for creating the life you truly desire. When you register for your free subscription at www.soullifetimes.com, you get access to a world of resources that will help you to get the answers you seek and inspire you to take charge of your world. Tap into your body, mind, and spirit with articles from some of the most well-known conscious thought leaders and teachers on metaphysics, soul talk, soulmate relationships, quantum healing, astrology, food for the soul, style, and more. When you join us to create a joyful lifestyle for a new way of being, you truly contribute to raising the consciousness of the world. Subscribe for free at www.soullifetimes.com and never miss an issue of this innovative and insightful digital magazine. Soul Lifetimes Magazine is about living happier, healthier lives full of purpose, joy, and abundance. Subscribe now for free at www.soullifetimes.com. We look forward to seeing you there. Hello, we're back. I'm Mari. You're listening to the AHA Moments Radio Show. And today we're talking all about getting your work out to the world. So hopefully you'll join us for our new workshop coming up, our master class, as you call it. Um, starts in March 18th. And it's ahamomentsworld.com forward slash let's get your work out. And I'm very excited about that class. So hopefully you'll join us and, and stay funny too. And get on the right path, and doing it the Mari way. It gets done, you guys. You add in this energy stuff, and it just, things get so much better, so much easier. All right, so we are going to start with some calls. Um, uh, let's see, three four seven two one five nine four eight five. if you're not already in the queue and you want to jump on the line with me. So listen up if you've been waiting. Thanks for being patient, and the first caller is Carol in Virginia. Hi, Carol. Hi. Hello? Hello. Yep. Hi. Hi. I'm going to try to gel a question for you, although it is on the topic for sure. Um, I, I um, In my much younger years, I, I had a, dr- a dream and a vision, and energetically, it all came. You know, between divine intervention and and the energetics that I was doing, it all came to pass quite miraculously. Yeah. Um, and and I have a new set of dreams and desires now, but I'm yep. just sort of, um, I'm just sort of, I've just sort of been frozen. You know, partly with distractions and over getting overwhelmed in other ways and. Working on cleaning up my my health, just working on health and mental and physical health. Um, but I believe in all this energetic stuff, and I don't know. In my case, oh, I do know one thing. I have an active imagination, so sometimes just imagining it, I'll think I've already done it, and then won't get to it. Yeah. It's like, oh, I already did that, but I didn't. I just had a vivid imagination, and I really do want to step forward, and I really do have these things that you're describing. Um, multiple ones. Um, and I, so what's so, the question? <laughs> that's what I mean. I don't know how to gel the question. How do I gel a question? Uh, well, I guess if knowing that you're that you work with your intuition, what would it seem like knowing that I have these aspirations, knowing that I've done this before, but I seem feel like I'm out of sync with with divinity or my magical interventions? Um, what is my best? 
step right now to move it from imagination into inspiration and activation kind of thing. Okay, so the what I would do is, what you need to do is put pen to paper and write it down. First of all, put it down on paper so it becomes more concrete. It starts to go from an aspiration or a dream to a plan. And then it sounds to me, it feels to me like you need to do research. What you have, not, what you're missing is, is information. So once you get those inspirations, which some people don't even feel that yet, but once you get those inspirations and they feel, and you've kind of done this before, so now you're talking about a second career, what you're feeling, what you really need to do is write it down and start to take it into the action phase. So the divinity and the magic and all that, um, I think you've already incorporated that because you're good with your visioning and all that. Now the next step is to write down your idea of it and then start to research it. It's as simple as a Google search away to start to research, okay, what parts of this don't I know how to do? Because usually when you don't know how to do something, that's when you go into procrastination. It, it, oh. it, it's the most telltale, the most common reason for procrastination is I don't know how. So it feels to me like it's time for you to get the how-to. And then when you have the how-to, that's a formula that you can apply to your what and your why. You know, um, The other thing that was, uh, your guides are saying, not me, but your guides are saying, to write down the ideas that you have and then why do you want to do them? Because that, that will also dictate how to prioritize them. If the why is really for you know, something that you can't put your finger on, then that may not be the thing. That's not, you're not going to have enough fuel to get it to the finish line. But if you have a why of, you know, I want to see kids in African villages have fresh water and, I, you know, so that they can live their quality of life and you get that zing and the goosebumps and all that, then your why is kind of there and, you know, then you can, that, that will be the fuel for getting you to the rough spots. When you don't know your why about something, that's where you can get kind of looped into a lot of confusion. So I hope that's helpful. I'm going to have to jump to the next person. But I, it feels to me like you really just need to organize things, get it down on paper, figure out your why if you haven't already. And once you do that, time to hit Google and get some more information so you can move forward. Okay, thanks. You're welcome. Have a great night. Okay, so next we have uh, Terry in North Carolina. Hi, Terry. Hi. Hi, how are you? Uh, good. How are you? Good. Um, I started a coaching business about six months ago, and uh-huh. I was very active with creating ebooks and creating um, live training programs, doing interviews, uh, you know, doing newsletters, and I've created all this content, but mm-hmm. it's not leading to any paid opportunities, and I find myself at this point six months later really losing momentum and not wanting to keep creating. Well, two things. One is um, if you're focused on the mechanics of all the getting that stuff out, it is very easy to get lose your why of why you're doing what you're doing. And that is the thing that gets you through those love patches where, you know, six months is a very short period of time for content. To mm-hmm. it, it's very, very, um, very, very short. Uh, it takes a while for you to build up expert status and all that kind of stuff so people will grab onto what it is you, you want. So you might need a little bit more education with that. You might just need patience. But it feels more to me 
like you were following, you know, kind of the yellow brick road system of what you need. Like, okay, checklist, checklist, I got this, I got this, I need that, I need this, I need that. Okay, now it's here. But when you have all that and it's not igniting, it's because the, the energy of the passion behind it isn't coming through. And that's the part where you need to kind of regroup. I would go into meditation, I'd do your nature work, and I would say, you know, what kind of coaching clients, you know, might be that you need a tighter niche. What is it you're actually trying to get them to accomplish? You know, and and that's what's got to come through, that heart and that soul is what has to come through in your copy and in your presentation. You know, and that will, when you rev your personal engine, but that energy engine, all that content stuff ignites. And you always have to test with that stuff. You have to constantly test. And if it doesn't work, then you have to adapt it. But for me, it feels more like your energy. It kind of got caught up in, you know, making sure you had everything on the list. And you kind of lost sight. And coaching is not necessarily – and what kind of coaching are you doing? Business coaching. Business coaching. Okay. So you really have to – and is it any particular type of business or just business in general? Uh, mostly for, like, solo entrepreneurs. Solo entrepreneurs. Okay, so now you're in a niche that can't afford you. And a lot of times, <laughs> solo entrepreneurs, they really, really, really want free stuff because they can't afford to. Because they're sitting at home wondering how they're going to pay their bills. And most solo entrepreneurs are making the mistake of thinking that they have to have their one thing that they do replace mm-hmm. a paycheck, like a, a salary paycheck. And that's just not how business works. You have to have multiple lines of income. So you want to make sure that you get a niche that can afford to pay you. So you might want to up from solo entrepreneurs to small companies that have at least five employees. You're still dealing with a smaller business, but you're dealing with somebody who has the, 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 you know, the ability to pay a coach. That's why they're eating all your free stuff and not paying. Right. So I hope that's helped a little bit. I'm going to jump to the next person. But stay focused on the the energy aspect too so that you can find it sounds like it doesn't feel like you're passionate and I'm not talking about I know you're good at what you do I know that I can feel that but there's that you know maybe get that niche a little bit smaller too business owners you know people who have for me I know I did this people have dance studios or people who have horse farms do marketing for that you know what I mean like so pick an area that you're passionate about and then businesses in that area and then apply your energy to helping businesses in that area and you're going to feel that passion flow and they're going to, you know, sense that not only do you get them and what they're doing, but you also have the business side of things that they don't have and then they'll start paying them. So I hope that's helped. Yes, thank you. You're welcome. Have a great night. Okay, so now we have... um, let me see, I'm trying to read this now. Oh, Mary in Houston. Hi, Mary. My call. Hi, um, welcome. Okay. Thanks. Um, I inspire people. Um I I do so many things, um, but I really enjoy inspiring people and I want to be compensated for it. You know, I'm ready to, yep. to to reach people on a large, on a global scale, and I've had an opportunity to have a a radio show, and so I've been trying to develop my website. Um, and you know, when it comes to what products and services do I offer, I just um, 
I get stymied um, on on what I do. But I, meanwhile, you know, for the last five years, I've had this steady download of ideas and information, so I just write everything down. Um, so this needs to be birthed, and I'm not. I'm just. Uh, I would love some guidance and support. Okay, guidance and support. So what's the question? Because you told me where you're at with a lot of things. What, like, what's your specific question so I can make sure I cut to the chase just because we're on radio show time here? Um, Which is the most, the most prominent question of all of that for you? How do I um, hone down my message and create products and services? And, and so, okay, this is the big thing, too, and yeah. support myself financially in the process. So there's two things. One is you're too scattered yet to have the money coming from that to support you all at one time because you're still in the getting to know your market face, right? You have a radio show. You, I would assume you have a mailing list. And the best thing you can do is to start to survey your mailing list and ask them what they need from you. You know, give them, do you, would you be interested in this, 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 or this? I do an annual survey of my list and say, okay, where are we at? Do you like this topic, that topic? But don't try to do it in a vacuum. Because what it turns into is all about you. I inspire people. I, I, I could say this. I could say that. I, you know, they all need me. They all want me. But what is, you know, but the, the missing piece of the equation is what is they want? What are they willing to pay for? So you have to ask them. So that would be the, the first thing. And then the second thing about meantime money is you, you know, I have a book that I'm writing about meantime money. Um, is it's very important that if you're inspirational, then you take some of your, your transferable skills. Let's say you're good at speaking or marketing or writing or whatever the things you're good at and find people who are already doing kind of what you want to do and, and do some work for them so that you don't have to put financial pressure on too early because that will slow you down. You know, if you can find something else, freelance work or something else, coaching someone on how to set up a radio show or that kind of thing, um, that's where you want to kind of take the pressure because you really are still in a business development stage, not in a business business to make profit stage yet. You're still sorting out. And the other thing I highly suggest, and this is for everybody listening, you have to ask is this running, I know you're looking at it as a business, but you might be running it as a hobby. And it's two different things. So you have to look at, you know, if you have a radio show and you love inspiring people and people are coming to you and they're your friends and you're giving everybody the pep talk and you're talking everybody down off the ledge and, you know, this one comes to you and says, I got a job because you inspired me. Thank you so much. You know, all that kind of stuff. That's not a business. That's a hobby that happens to do good things for people. Business, and you, I know you're getting there because you're looking for products and services so that you can make money. A business is you have to start looking at an enterprise and then what's going to be the profitable thing, you can't just do everything for fun and for free. You know, you have to start to see, okay, ask your audience, what is it that you really need from me? What is it that you'd like to see? You know, what what, that, what would really help you? You know, what what is it that you're missing, like we were talking about earlier in the show? You know, what is, and, and really listen to the pulse. Also looking at your competitors and seeing what they're offering because they have access to the same market that you're marketing to. And they know, you know, and you put all of that, that research together. So it feels to me like you're in a research mode, and um, it seems like you know your why, which is super important. 
But now you need to know your customers what, what do they need. And then when you create the, um, you know, the products and services, they'll actually meet a need and, and people pay for what they need. That's, that's the bottom line. So I hope that's helping. I'm going to jump to the next person, but hopefully that's Thank giving you. you a little bit of support. You're welcome, Mary. Take care. Have a great night. Okay. So next we have um, Stacy in Florida. Hi, Stacy. Hi. Hello. Yeah, hello. Hi. What's your question? Um, I wanted to know, do you see um, anyone coming in romantically for me? Any okay, so we're changing soon? complete gears to this, <laughs> this conversation <laughs> tonight. Um, it, it's funny that you call in on a career show with a romance question, which definitely is kind of significant. Um, and that is because, and I'm seeing a kind of a delay, and the delay is due to a career scenario. So the de- delay is coming from you needing to stop and create the version of you that's super attractive to you, and then that's going to be attractive to the kind of guy you want. So will you date a few people between now and like the end of the year? Absolutely. But will it be the big crescendo, you know, guy? Not yet. Because you need to focus on you and kind of where you're at in your own world. And then as you do that, it's going to bring it. But are there people coming in? Yes, definitely. Within like the next two to three months, it feels like you're going to be moving right along with that. So just, I would, you know, keep the majority of your focus on finding your you know, if you don't already know your passion stuff, doing that work, and that's actually going to be where you find the ultimate guy is in your work. So it's, it's, I'm okay. glad that you called in. All right? Good luck to you. Thank you. Have, have a great night. Okay, so next we have um, Dee in Tennessee. Hi, Dee. Hi. Hi, what's your question? I don't have a specific one. Can you do pick no. up? <laughs> you have to give oh, me a specific question. <laughs> um, I'm thinking about start going into business with a friend, um, uh-huh. a girlfriend, and I want to know um, if I should pursue it or not. If you have a good, strong plan and a good attorney, you definitely, if you're going into business with a friend, you always need to have a really good attorney and a very clear idea of how you would dissolve the business if it doesn't work out. You have to focus on how to handle it if it doesn't work out before you start putting money and energy into creating it. Do you, do you feel it would be, be successful or worth my time to get involved? Um, Yeah, if, if nothing else, it'll be a learning opportunity, but it does feel like it would be temporary and then you would want to go off on your own, which is why you're getting that strong advice to be careful how you structure it when you start. Um, uh-huh. So it feels like it would be like a good learning experience and you would you know, not have you know fear because you have somebody else. That's why a lot of people like to go into partnerships first. But honestly, I, I only know of like one partnership 
that's worked super well. Um, uh-huh. And and it's it's always in its ups and down phases, so I would probably be careful with that. I would my be careful with that, but it would be, yeah. My only hesitation is it would probably involve a move because she's about two hours away. Yeah, yeah, so then you really want to be careful. Yeah, yeah I would, that's I would, You're feeling energetically with the hesitation? Heed yes. that. Yeah, definitely okay. heed that. I would probably um, <clears throat> see what you can do, see how far you can get with researching what, you know, all the different angles, and then when you feel that whoosh of, yes, i got to do this, then you know. But I don't feel you're getting that at all. And no. Well, everything like you could do it without her. Everything so, in my area has kind of fallen flat. Yeah. And that's, that's why I was looking with her, with her area. Yeah, I would. This is where the energy work really helps because you need to really tap into that inspiration point for yourself. And what uh-huh. I would do is go into a quiet, you know, get quiet each day for like seven days and just get quiet and say, please give me clarity on what would make my heart sing and be a major contribution where I can make money to. I would ask that question every day. And even if you did it two times a day, so that you can start it, to get the it's right actually a passion. It's actually a passion for both of us. We do share a, a lot, and we're both very metaphysic, so um, that's yeah. not a problem in that respect. Okay, good. Well, then, then the next thing is to make it structurally sound and make it and create a, a business that actually can be profitable. You know, yeah. so if you if you're high in inspiration and low on how to create the actual business that's where I say get your education in that. It's kind of yeah, the, that's the, me. you know <laughs> the underbelly. And and then when you get the education in that, then you can put the energy and the action together and then you'll have success. If you try to do it without that business piece because you don't like the business aspect, you won't make any money. So that's what that's, I've been doing right now. I've been studying marketing for the last three years. Good. 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 So now start to Actually, test it and put it into mark. You know, practice it. Do it in with, like in real time. In real time, get out of the books and okay. into the practical. All right. I hope that's helpful. Okay, I have thank to you. I have to go. All right. Take care. Have a great night. Thanks for calling in. All right, everybody. So I hope that you guys will consider joining us for our new class. Ahamomsworld uh, dot com forward slash get your work out. Let's let get your work out. I made a very long title. <laughs> let's get your workout. Ahomeworld.com forward slash let's get your workout. And I hope you'll join us for class. And in the meantime, uh, I really, really, really encourage you to take a look at this and heed the, the calling. Heed them. If you're getting inspiration, no, it's not just you. It's not just in your head. There's somebody out there who's asking for it at that exact time. All right? So, in the meantime, we will see you. We can listen to the podcast again, and we will see you next week, same time, same place. And we finish with my motto, which is you truly can have exactly what you want. You absolutely deserve it too. And in this new energy, anything is possible. Take care, everybody. You've been listening to the AHA Moments Radio Show with your host, Mari. Be sure to visit her blog and website at www.ahamomentsinc.com. That's A-H-A, moments with an S, inc.com. Also join Mari on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash ahamomentsinc. 
and Twitter at twitter.com slash aha moments. We can't wait to see you there.